If you struggle with toilet anxiety, I have something really exciting to share with you. And by toilet anxiety, I'm talking about the fear of not making it to a bathroom in time and worrying about pooping your pants, which are things that I struggled with for years. So on June 5th, I'm teaching a masterclass where I'm going to walk you through how you can finally get freedom from this debilitating fear. I'm going to be teaching you lots of practical and helpful insights, tips, and tools that will help you to start saying yes to things, whether or not a bathroom is nearby. So if you're like, yes, Shannon, I need this, simply head to the link in the show notes and I'll see you on June 5th. Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. All right. I am so excited for today's episode. I have Lauren here with me and we are talking about one of my favorite topics, which is toilet anxiety. And I say it's my favorite topic, which is kind of weird because I swore that I would never talk about this, like not even to close family members and friends. And now it's just something that like I openly talk about. And I'm so happy that I found someone else that also openly talks about toilet anxiety. So Lauren, welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I am so happy to have you here. Can you just give us <laughs> a quick you. Can you just give us a quick intro to who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So, um I am a writer, um and a mom <laughs> and um a partner and someone who struggled for a long time um with the fear of of what might happen if I don't make it to a bathroom in time. Um I developed panic disorder and agoraphobia in my mid-20s or early 20s, I would say. And along with panic attacks came this, you know, incessant fear of of just needing to go to the bathroom. Um, And it's something that I've become really passionate about because of how much it took over my life. Uh, And so, yeah, among talking about agoraphobia and panic attacks and and anxiety, I, I love to talk about the fear of needing to poo. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I love that you are just so vulnerable and honest and open about it because, you know, I know there are so many people like us, right. That have struggled, do struggle absolutely at no cost. We'll talk about it. Like not even with the people closest to them. And I did this for years and I know that it made my journey so much harder than it had to be. And I carried so much shame and embarrassment. And I think conversations like this one are what actually helps people to start to work through some of that shame, embarrassment in a healthy way and just feel validated and heard and like know that they're not crazy or weird and there's nothing wrong with you and like it's okay that you have this fear going on. And so I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. So can you just tell us like what did toilet anxiety look like for you? Yeah, sure. So um, I, I developed IBS around the same time as I developed, um, panic disorder, as I started having panic attacks. And I don't know if the IBS came first or if the anxiety came first, because they can so often be intertwined. Um, 
yeah, like I said, started getting panic attacks in my in my mid twenties, and along with the panic attacks, I would, you know, my stomach would would gurgle and and feel it would just feel like liquid, <laughs> like, and um, I just I would get this this urge of needing to go to the bathroom. And if I couldn't get to a bathroom in time, I would get sweaty, I would panic, I would just be overwhelmed with this dread. Um, and I would I would have to get to a bathroom. And sometimes it wasn't even like I had to go urgently. It was like I could go to the bathroom and sit there and then nothing would happen. But then as soon as I left the bathroom, it would it would overwhelm me again. And I'd be like, oh my God, I have to go back to the bathroom. And it just it was just this incessant like burning in me of like if I if I'm not near a toilet then I'm not safe um mm. and it overtook every aspect of my life you know I I stopped going out I stopped going to work um I just became so obsessed with every sensation in my body and and you know do, does this mean I'm gonna have epic diarrhea right now <laughs> and like you said there was so much shame with talking about it I refused to talk about it um you know I would just tell people that I felt sick or I was scared that I was going to be sick um and yeah I just I was I was so scared to admit it that I couldn't even admit it to myself a lot of the time yeah oh I know so many people can relate to that myself included and I'm glad that you said you know the if there's no toilet, I feel like I'm not safe. Cause I think that's, you know, a lot of what this fear revolves around of like, if there's a toilet, I'm safe, I'm okay. And I think yeah. a lot of it is the same, right? With panic disorder and agoraphobia, like, you know, if there's an exit, I'm safe. If I'm not yeah. too far from home, I'm safe. Like all these things, right. That convince us if I just have this or, you know, I'll be safe. And you know, being further from a toilet, you're, you're just as safe, but it doesn't feel that way, of course, because of all the sensation symptoms that are popping up. So I'm glad that you touched on the IBS and panic. Cause you're like, I don't know which came first. And I know mm. that a lot of people struggle with IBS and they'll say similar things like, did the panic come first? Did IBS come first? And I think, you know, I'm not going to totally dive into this because I have a whole thought process on IBS itself. But I think for a lot of people, you know, when they start to struggle with anxiety and panic, they get a lot of the um, stomach sensations and symptoms, right? Like feeling like you have an upset tummy and cramping and like all the things and diarrhea and having the urgency to go to the bathroom. And I think for a lot of people, that's because your nervous system is so dysregulated that it makes yeah. sense that you have these sensations and symptoms going on and, you know, your mind and body are connected. So it's not really surprising that this mm -hmm. is an issue for you. And I don't know, I just don't always believe like, oh, this is IBS. I think a lot of times it's just because your nervous system is so haywire that mm -hmm. it makes sense that these symptoms are popping up. Um, but anyway, that's yeah. a total <laughs> sidetrack. <laughs> so I love how you said, right, the thing that so many people say is I'm so worried that I'm not going to make it in time. And yeah. I would love to hear from you um, in the sense of, did that ever happen? Was there ever a time that you didn't make it in time? 
<laughs> yeah, I I get asked that one a lot. Um, and and I used to be obsessed with that when I met people who had a toilet anxiety because I'm like, but did it ever happen to you? Mm-hmm. And I thought that if they said yes, I was like, it's a confirmation of my fate. Like it's gonna happen. <laughs> um, so when I first developed the fear of of you know needing to go to the bathroom, it I had never had an accident before. Um, it was just it felt it always felt like I was having a close call, and I guess that's what you know started the fear. But uh, it was only two years ago that it actually happened to me, <laughs> and I actually did have an accident. Um, and it's honestly a very very funny story, um, and I can laugh about it now. At the time, it wasn't so great, but. <laughs> basically I was sick so it wasn't it wasn't related to anxiety it wasn't because I panicked I had a stomach flu um and I (laughs) I don't know how into detail I can go on this podcast but (laughs) basically I I trusted a fart when I shouldn't have (laughs) (laughs) I love it yeah and so and then you know it did it happened the thing I'd been so scared of happened and the funny thing was is that it um it wasn't as awful as I thought it was going to be, you know, I'd had this fear for so long and it was so heavy in my body and my mind of like, what if, what if, what if, and trying to stop it from happening. And when it finally did happen, it just, it wasn't such a big deal. Um, it was uncomfortable. It was funny. It was embarrassing, but it just wasn't this hideous event that I had made it out to be. And, and I survived, like the world kept turning afterwards. It was very strange. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I think this goes back to like anticipatory anxiety, right? Like so often we feel and the discomfort is so strong before we're actually doing the thing. And I think that's because, right, like your brain can't understand and make the delineation of you're in the moment versus not like your brain doesn't actually recognize like where you are, what's going on. It's just basing everything off of your thoughts, how you're feeling, how you're responding to them. So, you know, your brain is just like, oh my gosh, something is going down and like, we need to do something about it. And, you know, that anticipation, if you feed into it, right, can make it so overwhelming and cause the fear to just spiral out of control. When, like you said, in actuality, it's the same with panic and agoraphobia, right? You actually do the thing and then it's not so bad sometimes, And, you know, it's like toilet anxiety. It finally happened, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be because you've had so long, right? Of like building it up and like, what is it going to look like? How's it going to feel? Oh my gosh, is it going to be so embarrassing? Where's it going to happen? Like, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, whoa, wait, (laughs) like it hasn't even happened. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I love to say that the actual event pales in comparison to the, the things that we think about the event yeah yeah oh for sure so I'm curious I know for me it was very um situational for you did you find that you had like the fear was stronger in certain situations or certain places or was it just like constant um it it was barely around when I was just chilling out at home by myself (laughs) You know, if I had access to the bathroom and there was no one around, it was fine. I could go for hours without needing to go. I was, you know, normal. But put me in a car, oh, my God, like I could be a second down the street and I'd be like, 
like I've got to go <laughs> you know anywhere where there wasn't access to a toilet was just a no-go zone and I would immediately need the bathroom but also you know your classic agoraphobia panic disorder places like lines and um you know waiting in the doctor's office and sitting in the dentist's chair like <laughs> any of those kind of places where I would have to say to someone I need to go to the bathroom I couldn't cope with that yeah I I'm so glad that you hit on that because it's like the what ifs right that it goes back to the anticipatory anxiety but like all the what ifs that you create I totally get the dentist chair, right? Like I would do the thing of like, <laughs> what if the dentist comes right now and he's in my mouth and I have to go to the bathroom? Like, what do I yeah. do? And just the, just the, like having to speak that out loud mm-hmm. where right in like normal every day, if somebody were to like say to me, I have to go to the bathroom and be like, oh, okay. Like bathroom's right there. Go ahead. But for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, like, I, I have to sit here and like, I, this, I cannot have to go to the bathroom right now. Like that is so, I mean, I know that so many people can relate to that. And the what ifs can really send you on that spiral, right? Like the more you go down that path, your brain always creates something bigger, better, different, like all the craziness, but I'm glad that you talked about the driving in the car, riding in the car, like, because I think that driving anxiety and toilet anxiety for a lot of people kind of go hand in hand and they kind of get like, you know, meshed and the toilet anxiety can be a real driver of driving anxiety for many people. So Mm -hmm. you said something interesting, like if you were driving by yourself or in a car by yourself, like, was this still a fear that was present or was it only with other people being with you? No, it, even if I was by myself in a car, it it was still there because I didn't have access to a toilet. Mm. Um, but definitely if I was in a car with someone else, I mean, for years I didn't even go in a car with someone else because that was, you know, pooping my pants on my own was embarrassing enough, but doing it in front of someone, like, no, <laughs> no. Right, right. So yeah. No way I'm even going to let that happen. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people with agoraphobia um, would talk about having a safe person. And for me, that was just such a bizarre concept because I didn't have a safe person because that fear of judgment was so strong. You know, like my boyfriend, my mom, whoever, it didn't matter. I don't want anyone to to know that I have this fear. And so no one was a safe person for me. Uh, yeah, same, same. Like I hit it from my mom who was, I I was closest to, right? Like she helped me so much, but that one thing I had others, but that one thing was like, "Mm, nope, we don't share this. Like I will feel like I am going to poop my pants and I will not tell anyone. And I will, I'm sure you did this too. I'd love to hear you make up excuses. You Mm. say (laughs) like the craziest stuff. (laughs) I mean, I would make up anything and everything. I'd be like, oh, like I just, you know, let's just go get a like a drink. Let's go to the gas station. Let's, you know, someplace that had a bathroom. I was like, you know, any and all excuses to get me out of the car and like to quote safety, you know, just in case I actually did have to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny. It was probably like the worst kept secret because, you know, the amount of time I spent going to a bathroom, running to a bathroom, trying to find a bathroom, talking about the bathroom without talking about it. 
I think everyone knew, like, obviously this girl's got a real issue around the bathroom. But with me, I was like, no one knows, <laughs> you know? Right. And it's like not, we make it to the to be this like, so such a natural thing. Like people go to the bathroom. Like people have upset tummies sometimes. Like people need to poop. Like that's quite okay. So yeah. I'm curious, of course, a lot of people have, many safety behaviors relating to toilet anxiety. Like for some people, you know, they'll take a change of clothes with them. They'll take medication. They'll restrict food. They'll, what are some things like some safety behaviors that you were very aware that you were doing in order to, you know, keep yourself quote safe? Yeah. All of the above. Um, (laughs) And I also, I would always have a sweater tied around my waist. Mm -hmm. Um, you know the clothes that I would choose to wear I would deliberately wear something really sort of plain and like I wouldn't draw attention to myself in any way um definitely I used to um take a lot of emodium to try and like you know plug myself up if I had to go anywhere yeah I got really strict with what I ate what I drank um yeah, I mean, it was everything. It was this web of of restrictions that I was just completely wrapped up in, and it 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 filtered into every single part of my life. Yeah, it's that it's the toughest thing, right? Because you kind of have that realization of like, or that you know what you're doing, right? Like you know that you're doing all these things in an effort for this one thing to not happen. But you also recognize that these things that you're doing are like feeding into the anxiety and the fear. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to wear this sweater around my waist just in case this happens, which kind of mm-hmm. just makes that fear like even more present that, you know, mm-hmm. you're preparing when you don't have anything to actually prepare for. But it feels mm-hmm. like, you know, it feels like you're doing the right thing. It feels like, you know, if I restrict and I, take Imodium, if I do all these things, like it's going to prevent this thing from happening and then everything's going to be okay. And like always feeling like you need that control and trying to control everything, right? Tends to just make you feel even more in control. Out of control. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I used to do this thing before I would leave the house, if I did leave the house, which was rare. Um, but I would go to the toilet again and again and again. I'm talking like 10 times in the space of two minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. I would get up having just finished and then I'd sit back down again. And um, then I worried that I was training my body to need to go so many times. And I was like, this behavior that I'm doing to avoid needing to pee more or pooping more is making me need to go more. (laughs) And I just, I felt trapped. I felt like I couldn't escape you know, this, it was going to be like a self-fulfilling prophecy that the more I thought about it, the more likely it was to happen. Right. So I'm curious, cause I, I know that you struggled with panic and agoraphobia and there were other aspects. Um, when you say like that, you didn't go to work, that you, you stopped doing a lot of things. Was that more centered around this one fear, this toilet anxiety, or was there more to it than that? Um, it's hard to say. I think I think so much of it was centered around toilet anxiety, but I also um when I was housebound, I didn't 
have quite a good understanding of really what agoraphobia was, what panic disorder was. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of hard to know, like, what bits were toilet anxiety and what bits were were other anxieties. Um, but for the most part, because of how much fear manifests for me as stomach issues, I think it, it yeah, that was the thing that held me back the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It kind of all just goes to <laughs> toilet anxiety because I know like for me, a lot of it was if my stomach felt a little bit off, upset, mm. like rumbly, anything, it would immediately like lead to the thoughts of, oh my gosh, like what if you have to go to the bathroom? What if something happens? And, mm. you know, there was more intertwined with it, but my brain more often went there because one of the biggest symptoms that I felt when I was anxious was my stomach feeling upset. Like it was so much driven by digestive symptoms. And I think that's the hard part is the symptoms are real. Like they're Mm -hmm. actually happening. And I I think that's so often, right. Why people get this, this IBS diagnosis is because it's like, you've had all this testing done and, you know, they can't find anything else that's necessarily wrong. And so it's like, well, you have IBS and it's like, well, you know, but yeah, maybe there's more to it than that. But so I'm curious and I know, you know, many people are probably very curious, like, can you just ask what the heck helped her? (laughs) So (laughs) what are some big things that, that looking back now, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I, you know, didn't know that, or I can't believe I didn't do that sooner. Or like, what are a couple of things that really, really helped you to start working through this fear? Mm-hmm. Um, the main one was, uh, I guess, talking about it. I think that was the first thing that I really did. Um, when I, I made a video called Let's Talk Toilet Anxiety, very early on and it was the hardest thing for me to do because you know talking about this fear and I was going to do it on YouTube I was like am I crazy (laughs) what am I thinking what's my boyfriend going to say like just (laughs) I couldn't believe I was going to do it but I I needed to get it out of my body I needed a place to put this fear that wasn't my own head um and I'd spoken to a couple of people on Instagram and I knew that they had the same fear but they didn't want to talk about it either just from you know little tidbits that they'd said and so I'm like someone's going to talk about this and it's going to be me and I'm going to do it and so I spoke about it on YouTube and I didn't have a very popular YouTube channel I would get like my mom would watch my videos maybe (laughs) (laughs) you know there wasn't there wasn't a lot of views but the toilet anxiety video just sort of took off and so many comments of people saying I thought I was the only one um, you know, oh my God, I can't believe this is a thing. I just thought it was something weird that I had. And it just, every comment where someone said, I thought this was only me, it took that fear away a little bit for me because I didn't feel so alone. And I didn't feel like a weirdo. And then taking that shame away from it, taking that sense of like, I can't talk about this, going from that to thinking I can talk about this, that was probably the the thing that helped the most out of all of it was just finally just letting it have space to to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but then I guess getting more in touch with my body as well um, was a huge one. Like starting a yoga practice and things like that, like that's good 
anyway. Um, you know, healthy eating. I say healthy like I don't eat bars of chocolate every day, which I do. But <laughs> yeah, healthy eating, yoga, things like that. Um, learning how to respect my body and how to love my body and not be ashamed of my body, that was a huge one as well. Mm. Um, and I guess those two combined were the main ones which is annoying because people always want to know like what's an actionable step I can take now to stop this. Right. And there isn't, like you said before, there's not a magic trick, you know, it's, it's like a, it's an unlearning and a relearning. Oh, you hit the nail on the head with that. It is. It's such an unlearning and a relearning of like, how to, you know, listen to your bodily cues, how to Mm -hmm. respond in a healthy way to what you're feeling, like how to, you know, better have a healthy dialogue with yourself, like just how to make healthier choices. Like all these things are so, so important, but we do. I, when I struggled with this, I, I was like, there's gotta be something that I'm missing, right? Like mm-hmm. somebody's gotta have a fix to this. Like, yeah. but I mean that other, like you said, you know, I didn't talk about it and I didn't share it. So how the hell would I ever have found something that would have helped me? <laughs> Who mm-hmm. knows? But, you know, we, we don't talk about it. And I had such a similar experience, right? Like you finally talk about it and it's like a lot of the power that it had over you slowly starts to go away and it's not that it fixes it right it's not that it like magically makes you no longer have the fear but it takes a lot of the the weight of the fear off Mm -hmm. of your shoulders especially in those instances right where you're like I've got to hide this at all costs like nobody can know what's going on with me right now and instead just being able to say like I feel really anxious right now and I feel like I have to go to the bathroom I don't need you to do anything like you know I I want to keep going. I'm not going to, you know, pull off and go to the bathroom. You know, I think just being able to have the validation, like you said, of I'm not crazy. There's not something really messed up about me. I'm not weird. Like many, many people struggle with this. Yeah, It might be a little silly, right? But like, it's a totally valid fear, even though it's silly, it's totally valid. And you being able to share it is going to help you immensely. But yeah, I think like it's so good acknowledging, right? There's <laughs> typically people think they're just missing something, right? There's got to be a fix, a solution, something. A no- yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like somebody knows something that I don't know. And then unfortunately, I think people get kind of really far down the rabbit holes of trying all these things, you know changing their diets, like restricting and, and like making all these changes that they're like, you know, something's going to stick, something's going to be helpful. And then what you end up doing is like just putting way more emphasis on it and Mm -hmm. creating more anxiety surrounding it. So it's like, it's such a struggle because too, I think with toilet anxiety, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, this was one of the fears for me that hung around the longest because I had built such an emphasis on it. It was the thing that was like bigger, greater than many other fears that I had. And so it stuck around Mm -hmm. for quite a while. But I think it's Mm -hmm. because like you said, I had so much unlearning and relearning to do. And Mm -hmm. that was like, that was really hard to just be like, all right, I have to, there's not, I can't like flip a switch, right? I can't do one thing and like fix this. Yeah, yeah. I um 
you know how people would say like there's no need to fear a panic attack because a panic attack can't kill you <laughs> right <laughs> I used to be like I don't care I'm not scared of dying I'm just scared of pooping myself like <laughs> tell me that's not gonna happen you can't guarantee it um, right and yeah I I was the same I put so much emphasis on it and um you know, like I've been honest about my issues with agoraphobia for years now, but it's only recently that I've been totally transparent about toilet anxiety. And I initially started out by saying I needed to pee all the time. Like that was my toilet anxiety mm. <laughs> because I didn't want to say the poo. Yeah. The poo part. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it unwound itself for me the more that I, the more that I leaned into it. And the more that I explored the idea of like, what do I think of me? If I have an accident, if I don't make it to the bathroom in time, what do I really think of me? And at the end of the day, it wasn't that I'm weird or that I'm shameful or that I'm embarrassing. It was that I I still love me and I would treat me the same way that I treat my daughter when or daughters, sorry, I've got a four month old, so I'm not used to saying daughters yet. <laughs> You know, if they were scared, I would, I would love them. I would embrace them. You know, why was I not going to do that to myself with the mm. thing that I was most frightened of? And so I've really learned to, to come from that place of like nurturing myself through that fear and just saying, you know what, if, if you have an accident today, you're still a great human. You're, you're okay. You're safe. Oh, I love that so much like that self-compassion that, you know, nurturing yourself like you would a child. It's so, it sounds so silly, right? Because I think some of the things sometimes with toilet anxiety, panic, agoraphobia, we think like that is not going to be helpful. Like <laughs> I am <laughs> struggling with this really serious stuff. Can you please give me something that's actually going to be helpful? But that stuff is so helpful when you change the way that you approach yourself, when you change the way that you talk to yourself, like so much of the game changes. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I'm also glad that you mentioned the pee versus pooping because, you know, toilet anxiety isn't just the pooping. Like so many people struggle too with worrying about peeing and feeling like they have to pee all the time. And like, I, you know, it's so similar in the sense, like I have, I go 10 times before I leave the house and, you know, some people like, it's not just the change of clothes, like they'll wear a diaper. Like there are so many things. And I mean, it's regardless, right. I've worked with plenty of people who struggle with the pee anxiety and it's so cute because they'll say to me Shannon I know you struggled with the pooping and I'm so glad that I don't struggle with that and I'm like oh it's they're, they're <laughs> both right thanks they're both equally as difficult because you know yes pooping your pants is probably more embarrassing than peeing your pants because you know I think peeing your pants you'd be like haha like I peed my pants but I think both of them really like what it comes down to is like the uncertainty of what, what does it look like if it happens? How am I going to feel? How, like, how are the people that I'm with going to feel? Like, what is it going to look like? Are people going to judge me? Like, you know, and all the uncertainty of it, right? Like, okay, I, I can sit with this uncertainty. I don't like it. Like, but me trying to guarantee that I'm not going to have to pee or poop is a waste of my time. Like, has this ever gotten me anywhere, right? Like me trying to plan, prepare, figure out, has this ever gotten me anywhere? Like, no. So how about, you know, I remember a time when I was in the car and (laughs) 
<laughs> I had one of those like, oh no, I think you really have to go. Cause I would play the game of like, do I really have to go? Like, yes. and, and yeah. I would, and I remember like getting to this, you know, full force panic attack and being like, nope, like I have to go. And there was no, like my husband, we were dating at the time. He like pulled over. Cause I was just like, I need to just get out of the car. I need you to pull over. And so he like pulled over to this, like just empty space. And I was like, um, no, like I need you to go to like a gas station or something. Like I need a bathroom. And he was like, well, you didn't say that. <laughs> and it, like, he had no idea at the time that this is something that I struggled with, but it was like, you know, just the, the weight, the pressure I put on myself of like, you can't even have to go to the bathroom. Like if you actually have to go, like, you know, I'm sure you've done that too. It's just like, I feel like I have to go. Do I have to go? I'm not going to go. Like, and then you actually do. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like just go to the freaking bathroom. Like it's okay. If you didn't actually have to go, you know, and you did, it's not the end all be all. Like you're not going to not work through this fear, but like putting so much pressure on yourself to like, you know, make the quote right decision or do the right thing. It's just so silly, but yeah, <laughs> I, I can relate so hard to that. And I, I remember saying to my partner, um, I said, when I say to you, I think I need to go to the bathroom. I know it sounds very casual, but I can guarantee you that if I say it, I am at peak like I've been stressing about it for the last half hour and I am about to lose my freaking mind. <laughs> like, find me a bathroom now. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's something with when when you say those words or when you, even when I go to a bathroom sometimes if I'm panicking, I said in an Instagram post recently that I feel like it's like the point of no return. Like once I'm in there, I'm like, oh God, things are going to get real from here. <laughs> like, right. Right. And I spent so much time in bathrooms that it's almost like a trigger place for me now. I don't want to be in there anymore. Um, so, yeah, there's a whole lot of relearning about the fact that the bathroom is just a neutral place, you know. It's not somewhere bad. It's not somewhere good. It's just somewhere where you just pee or poop and then you you get out and you go on your way. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So, you know, I know there are probably many, many people who are like, just, I thank you for sharing this and being vulnerable because this is something that, you know, I thought nobody else struggled with. So this, that's, you know, huge in and of itself that you're sharing this, but I'm curious, you know, what would you say to those people who are really struggling right now with toilet anxiety and they don't know what to do? They don't, you know, they feel like they've tried everything and they're never going to get past this fear. What would you say Mm -hmm. to that person? I would say, please, please let yourself be human. Like stop trying to hold yourself to this impossible standard. Um, You know, like you said, when, when our fear response kicks in, our digestive system you know, kicks up a stink, it it goes a bit crazy and that's human. And it's human to fear shame. It's human to fear discomfort. Those things are all so human. And like, I just, it's such a waste of time trying to, um, 
trying to hide yourself from those feelings and desperately wanting to be normal when everything that you're feeling is actually super, super normal. There's nothing more normal than the than the survival instinct and the fight or flight response and, and the things our body does in order to stay safe. Um, so go easy on yourself. Be loving towards yourself and know that you aren't alone. There are so many people who have that same fear um, and it doesn't have to be something that just weighs heavily on you and you alone. There are people who are willing to to share that fear with you and who want to talk about it. Um, so, yeah, find those people. <laughs> I'm one of them. Um, and, yeah, just go easy on yourself, please, please. I love that. Thank you. And we are, both Lauren and I, we can tell you are totally okay with being known for the people who were scared to poop their pants for a very long time we are totally yeah. fine with talking about it so um and because I think it brings such a different perspective right of like oh like Lauren and Shannon are very you know quote normal people like I maybe not the most normal I'm a little weird but that's okay but like you know there are very normal people who move about the world who have jobs who have families who you know all this stuff and maybe struggle with some pretty silly things and that's okay so if people want to find and connect with you Lauren and talk about (laughs) the fear of pooping their pants where can they find you (laughs) um I am on Instagram at Lauren r underscore rose um, you can find me on YouTube if you search Lauren Rose. If you search Toilet Anxiety, I'll probably come up too. Um, <laughs> and you can soon find me in bookstores too because my first book's coming out um, soon. I think maybe at the end of this year or the start of next year. Um, but, yeah, please feel free to contact me if you if you want someone to talk to. Yay. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Lauren. We really appreciate it. And thank you for being so, so vulnerable. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute delight. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at a healthy push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.